the Kairos anymore But that's been a football club here since 1864 Trying to do the town or city proud Laying under the massive floodlights of the racecourse ground No, mate, I'm good to go. Are, are you in? Are you, you're in work still. A different room this week. I'm in a different building this week, That's so this I... one's a bit colder, a bit plainer. Um, <laughs> but this is the last. This is the last one where I'll do it in work because my Wi-Fi is getting fitted over the weekend. So next Wednesday. Virgin uh, Media job is it? No, can't get Virgin in my flat. Oh. Fortunately. Oh. <laughs> um, Sky, I've gone for £26 a month, um, which is easy. I'm sure it's a bargain. (laughs) Yeah, well, compared to electricity bills, it probably is. Oh, don't talk about them. Yeah. All right. So, uh, all good then. Shall we crack on? Go for it. Um, So, we've played a game. Apparently we played a game. I'm not sure we played much of it, but listening to it on the radio. What did you, what did you make of that? I don't. Did you listen to Mark or Radio Wales? Yeah, I listened to it on the radio. Um, don't want to give away too much in terms of the prediction section later on. But <laughs> <laughs> I I did predict that it wouldn't be an easy game, and by the sounds of it, it wasn't an easy game. Um, I think the consensus from the fans that were there was it was a fair game, a point was the right um, outcome. Um, And then some fans said we were actually lucky to to get the point in the end. So Southend's a tough place to go. I had them at the start of the season to to do well this year. Um, Because second half of that season, they were were in decent form. When they came to the race course, they looked half decent as well. Um, so I'm I'm more than happy with the points. Um, I'm sure we'll get on to this, but Southend had a disallowed goal, which was controversial. Was it handball? Was it offside? Was it both? Was it neither? Um, and at the end of the day, we're not going to win every game 5 0 or 4 1 like we did against Dorking and Dagenham. And I think at the end of the season, that's going to go down as a good point. Yeah, I can kind of see what you're saying. I guess if Torquay hadn't rocked up there and beaten them, um, we might have been thinking uh, even more of it. But obviously, uh, that obviously wasn't the case, was it? Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I'm not sure what to make of the the handball, given the fact that like nobody seems to know whether it was given for a handball or whether it was given for offside. There's no, there's no, there's you know, there is no clarification on exactly what it was for but it was definitely a handball yeah 100% a handball um, I think I saw fan footage from behind the goal yeah I saw that one Yeah, fans had posted it and 100% it's handball um, so I guess the correct decision was made anyway whether it was disallowed for the handball or the offside because the handball was obviously before um, the offside um, I guess the National League referee, there had no obligation to tell us why it was disallowed. Um, I guess it's just down to our judgment, but it's a definite handball. Um, good finish, nonetheless, by Jake Hyde. 
slightly worried about the goalkeeping. Um, I thought he probably should have saved it. And Ooh, I've got no, no um, grudge against Jekai for celebrating either. He, he ran off and celebrated with his teammates. I know he's still a Wrexham player, but he's obviously had a frustrating 12 months with injury. That's his first goal, I believe, since his since he's come back from injuries, so well women is right to celebrate. I did see a few comments on social media saying, oh, he's still a Wrexham player. Why is he doing that? But Forget that. Forget, forget, forget that thought. Jake Hyde will never play for Wrexham again. His contract's up in the summer. He's a, he's a South End player in, in you know, uh, bar a technicality in the fact that, you know, we were his registered parent club and, you know, they hold his registration on loan. Forget that. He's never going to play for us again. True, yeah, you're probably right. But then people do also say, should you celebrate against a former team? Yeah, and I think well, you should. Yeah, and, absolutely, you should. Um, and like I said, his celebration wasn't antagonising. He didn't go up to the away fans, cup his ear or do the shh uh, signal. Um, he just celebrated with his teammates. So no issue with him celebrating what was an illegitimate goal in the end. Richie's joined us. Richie, what did you make of? Uh, uh, did you did you listen in in the end? What did you do? Yeah, listen to it. Uh, I think we'll just take a point and move on. It's probably yeah. the best best uh, summary of it. Just I on did... the goal, the goal, just on the goal. Yeah. If we've agreed for him, if we've agreed for him to play, too right, you should celebrate if he scored a goal. Yeah. Um, yeah. It just shows he's not in our thoughts, doesn't it? Because we've sent him I out on loan. So. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and you know. I think sometimes the uh, sugar coat list that if they do score, let them celebrate. You know, yeah. it's it's part and parcel of football, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's always a funny one, isn't it? But uh, you know, I think if it was me against a former club, I'd be celebrating. <laughs> so uh, you know, I I don't you know I wouldn't blame I wouldn't blame them at all. Um, so I, I mean, from what the, I I only saw the highlights in the highlight package that BT did for the National League. Um, and there was not very much from us at all, really, was there? There was, you know, next to nothing that I can... Uh, Ollie Palmer had one shot saved, uh, which was unlucky. But that that seemed to be it. Yeah, I think it was that and Aaron Hayden header, header which he header, maybe, yeah. maybe should have done a little bit better with um, by his standards. Um, but I think we mentioned it in the previous podcast, Southender, um, despite that 3-2 loss at Chesterfield, or quite a compact unit, especially at home. Um, you mentioned one of their centre-backs, very, very highly Potter. rated. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. And it's just not an easy place to go to in general, is it? It's an old-fashioned ex-football league ground, decent crowd as well, um, decent squads. So, and they did the homework on us, obviously. They would have watched us stick four past Dagenham, five past... Um, Dorking, five pass Maidstone as well. So fair play to them. And like I say, you can't win them all. And I do think at the end of the season, we'll look back and think that was a point earned rather than two lost. Yeah, definitely. I take a, take a, always take a point away from home. Uh, and uh, like Richie says, just take it and move on, I guess. Uh, have you got any anything else to add on that uh, before we do the player ratings, Richie? Have you got any... Uh... Any no, words or pearls of wisdom on it? I'd just say it's a point. I think if it this time last year, I think we'd probably have lost it. Um, I know we got we come back and salvaged the draw there last year with a not a so good, not a very good performance. But I just think 
with Southend, look at the mentality of the players just to focus on them a little bit and think, well, they're up for it for the big games, but it's when they play the likes of the Wheelstones and and uh, obviously Torquay. lower teams like Wheelstone and that, whatever, Torquay, they, they can't raise the game, can they? Because that's the team they struggle against. But yeah. Uh, I know lads on the other podcast have said, haven't they? They're the outside team for the playoffs, Southend. Yes, yeah. Yeah, that's what you were hinting at, really, Alex, wasn't it? You know, that's, uh, on paper, they could have a good crack at playoffs. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. We had the disastrous start to the start of last season where they were flirting with relegation. But after January, February, they were, apart from Wrexham and Stockport, probably one of the most informed sides in the league at the latter end of the season. Um, obviously, they've brought Hayden, who's a, a decent striker, or score at this level, if he get, if he's fit, of course. Um, they've strengthened the defence. So, yeah, like Richie says, I'd have them as dark horses to maybe flirt with seventh, eighth place in the table. Um, and a point away at any of the top six or seven in the National League is rarely to be sniffed at. OK, we'll just we'll run through the player ratings just because... Uh... It's interesting to do. Uh, there's just one I want to talk about. Um, I can't really say much about the ratings because I wasn't there to see it. You know what I mean? You can't always say, well, that's a bit harsh or that was generous. Mm. But there was one that stood out to me that um, uh, just, sort of, I'm going to say, surprised me a little bit. So Mark Howard was apparently our best player with an average rating of 6.9. That surprised me a little bit. Um so Fordy got a 5.9, Mendy got a 5.8, Toza got a 6, Hayden a 6.3, Cleworth a 6.4, James Jones a 5.4, Luke Young a 6.2, uh, Jordan Davis a 4.7, Paul Mullin a 5.4, and Ollie Palmer a 6. And it was that Jordan Davis one that I, I think caught, I can't remember whether it was you, Alex, or you, Richie, in the chat before that sort of was a bit like, ouch, I think, about that. That sort of rating, and he's um, he's he's not started this season at all, has he? Really, he seems to have sort of fallen off a cliff and not not got going again as Jordan. Yeah, well, he set extremely high standards last year um, in terms of performances, goals, assists, and I guess it's always hard to replicate that in your second, well, probably second full season as an established first team player. Um, and yeah, admittedly, I've not been to every single game this season. I've probably been to about half in total. But yeah, he's he's been quiet in all the games I've seen him. Most recently against Dagenham, he was certainly the, not weakest, but the, the quietest of the three midfielders in that match. And yeah, it's not good for the team because that, an on-form Jordan Davis is one of the best players in the league. And why there's been a dip in form, we don't know. Is it injury, not a full pre-season? Is there other stuff going on? Is it the threat of Elliot Lee at the back of his mind? Could be any number of reasons, really. Um, and again, this is probably a separate discussion, but you have to ask how long can these performances go on for until Elliot Lee is the preferred um, number 10 in the team but I'm a big fan of Jordan Davis, and I'm sure he will turn it around at some point. Just before I come to you, Richie, I think your point there is quite interesting, Alex. And it's, I was sat here just thinking, it's really surprising the fact that he's got a bit of pressure on him now in Elliot Lee, really, I think. 
So you would think that would spur him on, but at the moment, it's perhaps uh, maybe suffering under it. What do you, what were your thoughts, Richie? Obviously, Alex, um, Alex mentioned yeah the injury in pre season, and there was the rumours, wasn't there? There was interest higher above. Yes, that's right. Um, but I just honestly think it's confidence. I really do. I think needs a goal or he's a... still the same player. Yeah, but again, I mentioned it last week as well. Has the team shape changed slightly? Are we not as open? From my view, when I'm watching, I don't think it has changed. But we don't know what what goes on on the training pitch or whatever. But it's certainly been. It seems that James Jones seems to be flying forward a bit more. And if anything, sometimes the game seems to pass Jordan by, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, it's not affecting us because we've got other quality players in the team as well. Um, but I think. <laughs> Does it just need, I don't know, one of them goals that just goes in off him or he does a mazy run past two players and puts in the top corner and you think, wow, there you go. Uh, I mean, he did go through a lot, didn't he, mentally, I suppose, last year as well. Um, obviously, he lost a child and I think he's, was it his grandma died as well. So he lost mentally, lost a few people close to him. He meant a lot. And I just think that it's just a confidence thing with him. I just think he needs to, you know, he needs a bright spark moment or whatever and then everyone goes, wow. But um, he seems as if he's carrying the world on his shoulders as well, doesn't he? Which, you know, in the documentary he's mentioned about results and living local and, you know, it hurts him more than maybe other players in his eyes. Um, but I just think, yeah, he just needs that performance. But then again, with O'Connor being out injured, does that mean that, I know that there's similar positions as in midfield, does that mean that his place isn't under threat as much? Because Lee's got an injury as well, hasn't he? So there's a few things, isn't there, we can look into, but... I don't think we'll ever get to the bottom of it, will we? He nearly, uh, I can't remember which game it was, perhaps, um, Richie, I don't know whether it was when you were away, Richie, or, or what, but perhaps Alex can um, remember. But he did a mazy run uh, and nearly scored. He took on about two or three players and nearly poked one in in the tech end. Oh, God. Was it Gateshead? Was it Gateshead? Might have been. Might have been. Yeah. yeah, might have been. And that was nearly a, nearly a worldie, but just didn't have the composure. Might have even got charged down. Can't remember. Yeah. But that would have been yeah. the type of thing that would have really kick-started him, wouldn't it? Yeah. and I mean, hopefully, like you say, it just needs a free kick, even if it's deflected and goes in. And, that, and a goal can change, can't you? Your, your mindset completely. So away performances. So there's a little bit of a bit of mumbling about you know we're, we're just nowhere near as good a, away as we are at home. So um, I this I was just I can't remember what I was doing and I I've just sat there the other day thinking I wonder if it's flipped for us now at home. Do you remember this time last year we couldn't win and we were speculating yeah. that it was all the pressure and the expectation. And I'm just wondering now whether we're just so good at home because. You know, they are super motivated in front of a really raucous crowd. And then you go away to some of these stadiums and where you've only got three, four, five hundred people and the atmosphere is a bit flat and they're not getting any energy and motivation off it as well. I just uh, I just 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 struck me the other day and I thought, I just wonder what it what 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 it's like in that dressing room. Yeah, just a quick one in defence of Jordan Davis. He did score a, a nice goal against Maiden, Maidstone at home a few weeks ago. So he has scored this season. Just in case he's listening and he's... <laughs> I very much doubt it. Vicious that, Alex. Yeah. Um, yeah, but going on to the argument about home and away, like you say, I think 
between September and November last season at home, we were terrible. Um, I mean, Chesterfield at home was the worst performance of the season I've seen when we somehow got a point from it, but we should have lost um, yeah. comfortably that night. Um, I just think we're using the crowd to our advantage more at home. I think the crowd know how good we are now. I think that's a big difference. I think at the start of the last season, it was a new team. Obviously, we didn't have Ali Palmer in the side. And we were still experimenting with our best back five, best midfield three. Um, Jake Hyde was injured, so we were playing Ponticelli and Orangus. No disrespect to them, but it's night and day between them and Palmer. And I think there's a, a really good atmosphere now when fans go to games because they know we're probably going to beat whoever we play. Um, no disrespect to the likes of Maidstone or Eastleigh or any bottom side team who come to the race course. Nine out of ten Wrexham fans will be expecting to win by three, four goals to nil. And most of the time we will win, maybe not by three or four goals, but we'll win comfortably and put on a good performance. Um, and like I say, the flip side of that was last season, when we were away in the early stages, we probably felt a little bit less pressure because playing in front of eight, 9,000 fans when they're not really getting behind you and you're not playing well, that can be to your detriment because I think even Ollie Palmer said it at the start of this season, sometimes when you're not playing well, the crowd at the race course can get a bit moany, you can get a bit edgy. And I think Golly Palmer after the Gateshead game mentioned that. And I think that was especially relevant at the start of the last season. Um, I also think teams now at home, when we go away, are just raising their game against us. We're obviously favourites for the league. Obviously, everyone knows about Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhenney and the new ownership and the players that we've bought. I just think when we go to away grounds, away managers and away players will say, look, there's no way we're letting Wrexham come here with all their money bags and celebrity status. Let's not let them do us over at home. Let's make a statement. And like Richie say, look at Southend, for example. They've lost to a few of the smaller teams this season. But I think teams are raising the game against us, especially in front of their home fans, which has probably led to the fact that our waveform is, is not as good as our home form. Anything else to add to that, Richie, just on a waveform? Thing is, look at the table. We've got 20 points out of a possible 27. Start the season, would we have took that? I think it's sometimes these fans who think that we're going to be like the Invincibles and not lose a game all season. Uh, yeah, we have struggled a bit away from home, but like you say, it's a point away from home. If you're winning all your home games and you're picking up a point away from home, you're going to go up. Thing is, when we go to the likes of Oldham and Notts County, they can't. They, their fans won't let them sit in, will they? Their fans will want them to come and attack us, and that that suits us straight to the ground, down to the ground, doesn't it? Then that opens it up for us. So I think, yeah, there's going to be games like Southend. I think Torquay are a very similar team to Southend. That's what they'll try and do. But I think when you once you break that first goal, then it's a case of they're thinking, well, we've got to keep the score down here, don't we? Yeah. Okay. Good. Is that boxed up, uh, Southend? Anybody got anything to add to it? Do we just move on and <laughs> on to Saturday? Did we have a team rating, Phil Parkinson rating? Oh, we did, yes, yeah, sorry. I did, you're right. We had a, a Parky one and a team one. Let me get it. Oh, gosh. It was. 
the team rating was 5.6 and the park park he got a five sounds a bit it feels a bit harsh to me but then i guess you know if you've gone all that way seen a game and you've not had much to talk about and you come away with a draw i guess that's probably going to reflect in Parky's score in it yeah i mean everything from what i've heard it just sounds like a five out of ten performance mm. um and if it was five out of ten performance very very happy with the point yeah okay right so uh last week um our friend uh, uh if you listen to a lot of the twitter spaces and stuff that fearless and uh, nathan and rich do at rob ryan red um michael from alabama um is very well known to you and last week he sent me a question and we forgot it rich uh, uh alex we forgot it when richie was away so to be fair it's still relevant now so we'll give him his we'll give him his uh, his moment in the sun <laughs> so this is what he said so we'll have to ignore the fact that he he, uh, he sort of mentioned south end so he said with the starts of the season and specifically with the perspective of an easier start with the teams we've played the last few games um how do you see the next games playing out so uh, he, he put south end torquay oldham and not county so um although we'll we'll have some predictions and stuff later what's our and ignoring the fact that we've obviously played south end What's our gut feeling about the sort of those three as a group of games? What's uh, what do we think? Because I the, the latter the latter two feel like um, it should be more problematic than the Torquay game on paper. What do you think, Richie? Uh, I think we won't be beaten. I think we'll stay undefeated. Um, I think we'll win at Oldham. I think it'll go. That'll be one of their moments where if it's obviously going to be in the next series, probably. Of uh, welcome to Wrexham, but I think that'll be one of them days where I remember when I was there, type of days. I think it's just going to be it's set up to be that one. Not to count, it's going to be more difficult. I think yeah. that could be a bit of a two-two. I'm not going to give it the score by how, but I think it's going to be a closer game. Yeah. But and then I think we'll follow, just including the Barnet one to finish the week, and I think we'll beat Barnet. So I'm going to go points wise. I think we'll stay undefeated and we'll get seven out of nine. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not really concerned. Uh, Knots again, you know, they went to Dorking and lost, yeah, which surprised. we went there and you know, we put on a really good performance at Dorking, as in we as in professional performance, yeah. I'm not saying we played them off the park, uh, because I've heard different people's views and opinions of that, but we just I think everyone needs to just realize that we'll get to Christmas, we'll be on about 50 odd points, 60 points, and then we'll just kick on again, and then that's when my prediction will come in, we'll win it by 10 or 12 points. Yeah, so when I look at those three, I'd, I'll take seven points right now. If we can get seven points, uh, I, I'd take that. I think the problematic game looks to me to be the... I agree with Richie. I think the, the Notts County game, because it's away, that's going to be the most problematic game, In is my gut feeling. Um, and But like you, I think I still think we might get a draw there this time. Um you know, I don't think we're going to... I don't, don't feel like we'll lose to them, especially they'll have had their confidence rocked uh, given the fact that they've come away from there with the uh, from Dorking with the with, with no points, what do you think, Alex? Yeah, I think three of them are tough, um, all in their own kind of way, really. Torquay, Gary Johnson, never, never an easy side to beat, whether that's home, whether that's away. 
Um, we didn't beat them last season. They took four points off us. But we should be beating Torquay. Uh, but I can't see it being a, a 5 0 or a 4 0 like the most recent home games. Um, so, certainly not a gimme against Torquay. That's going to be a tough one. Oldham, new manager announced yesterday, is it? Yeah, David, David Unsworth. Yeah. Um, he's going to get them right up for that game, especially with the crowd. Um, I'm not sure if it'll be Oldham's first home game under the new manager. I'll but check while you're talking. You check that for me. <laughs> um, so, yeah, old school manager will get them fired up. Obviously, 2,300 plus, we hope, Wrexham fans there, plus a good gate for Oldham. Um, and they're not a bad side, Oldham. I know they're bottom half of the table at the moment, but they've picked up some decent results throughout this season. They'll be bang up for that one. So that's going to be a tough game. And then Notts County, that you say, goes without saying, one of the toughest fixtures in the league away at Meadow Lane. Um, but we're, in my opinion, we're a better team than Notts. And although it's a slight advantage, the table suggests that we are ahead of them. Um, and I agree with you too. I, I can't see us losing any of these matches. Um, even if we got five points, winning against Torquay in two draws away, it, it's not the end of the world as long as you don't get beat. Um, so, yeah, like your, I forgot his name, his, your American friend says, Michael, we have had a, yeah. Michael, a kind run of fixtures the last few weeks. Um, and the next three games are where we prove how good we are. So just for clarity, um, Oldham's first home game under their new manager is against Wrexham. So, They're yeah. away at Bromley on Saturday. So that'll be full out, you know, if they'll have a, I don't know what their their capacity is and stuff, but with us going there, it's going to be a a big, a big, a big attendance at it, you know. Yeah, I think it's the same as those, Yeah, okay, so it's 10-ish thousand, um, and we'll obviously be taking probably three-ish if everything gets approved this week. Yeah, I mean, if Oldham beat Bromley on Saturday, which they may well do, there's going to be a feel-good factor around the club. New manager picked up a decent win. Massive, massive game against a traditional football league side in Wrexham. We were bringing a big crowd. So that's got potential to be... It's all set be, up to be a cracker, all, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then the headline's there for all of them. Beat yeah. Wrexham in front of a capacity ground. First home game under the new manager. Some pessimists might say it's written in the stars for Oldham to win, but I don't believe in that. I still think we'll we'll get a result there with Modlis. Yeah, uh, uh, well, I, I certainly hope so. Okay, <laughs> so before we talk too much about uh, upcoming games and stuff, because we will go into pre talky after, um, let's just uh, touch on a few uh, a few bits of news that was around. So um, we got our goalkeeper. We got a goalkeeper. Uh, and whilst uh, it, it's certainly not somebody that's going to challenge uh, Mark Howard, it's just somebody. In, it's 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 an in case, isn't it? Because if you look at Caldwell Park, he's you know he was released by Connors Key Nomads, I think, and uh, was sitting around as a free agent. So uh, you know that tells you a story, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah obviously. Oh, go on, Alex. Go on. 
Um, so I was just going to ask, is, is, Rory, is Rory Watson still at Liverpool? Yeah, he's still there. He's played today for the reserves. So, uh, so yeah, he's this just... new keeper then, I imagine he's going to play the sort of Dawid Shizpanyak role. As yes, in third, third choice. keeper there to help out with the training, warm-ups, and to develop himself as well. So, yeah, why not have that third choice keeper just in case... Obviously, Leighton's still not quite there. Dibble's probably a long-term injury. So, yeah, it's it's just one of them, isn't it? It is what it is. He's just coming his third choice. It removes a problem if we have an injury because you haven't then got to go and find another uh, Rory Watson-type emergency loan, doesn't it? Um, and, you know, uh, I think I, I heard somebody had spoken to Leighton the other day and Leighton reckons he's six weeks away. Yeah. So there was there was a quote actually saying he's back out on the grass. I think it was was the quote that the club put out. Um, so he's he's you know he's he's not a million miles away now. So um, you know that'll be interest. It'll be interesting to see that. Um, we'll streaming. So we gave the national league loads of stick last time. Said that there's no way we'll wake up tomorrow morning and we'll streaming will be a go. And whilst technically it isn't a go. At least they've all said, well, we'll give it a go uh, in the second half of the season, presumably from sort of Christmas or whatever. Um, so that was a bit of a shock. What did you think of that when you when you, when you you got to it, Rich? It was a shock, actually. Um, just reading some of the responses from other teams on Twitter, um, I just don't think they get it. I don't think they understand what it's about. Like, like some of the guys said, Dagenham the other week had 17 fans here. If that's streamed, you may get 300 Dagenham fans watching it at home. Yeah. So more t- more people watch the game, and then there's more revenue, isn't there? Yeah. You know, and that's just looking from a solely from a Wrexham point of view. But if you've got Torquay against, say, Oldham on a Tuesday night or whatever, all right, Oldham pretty well supported. They might take 750 or 500 a say, hundred. on a yeah, Tuesday yeah. night, but then they might get they might get another thousand watching it back in Oldham, mightn't they? On the live stream, and yeah. plus, then that you know, for us, it, 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 it I just think it, it, it's a win-win for everybody, isn't it? Really? Yeah, I agree. What did you think, Alex? Yeah, I thought it was April the first. I couldn't believe it either. Um, I think we all said in the previous podcast we were all very pessimistic about how this was going, um, but it's a step in the right direction. And let's hope by the time we do get to December, January. It, it can be implemented. And like I've said before, I can't see any reason against it. Apart from the fact people will say, oh, the league are bending over backwards for Wrexham, but it's not for Wrexham. It's for the benefit of every team in the National League, as well as fans um, in the UK and overseas. So let's just hope um, that talks continue and we can get it sorted before um, the second half of the season. Okay, so um, I couldn't find the tweet before. I was trying to find Nathan Salt's tweet um, about the documentary release schedule because I thought that was quite interesting. I don't know if you've seen it, um, either of you, but we've got an hour-long episode t- tomorrow, which looks like it's the uh, their first visit, the Torquay game. Um, looks like we're going to get plenty of that. But then they start to drop multiple episodes then. They're dumping three or four episodes a week then as we move forward over the next 
three or four weeks. Um, so it looks like we'll have a lot. And I don't know whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, the fact that they're dumping loads of them because uh, <laughs> uh, nobody's watching it or whether they're, uh, you know, I don't understand why they're not eking it out two at a time like they have been. So any thoughts? It could be um... two reasons. One is they're having that many people watching it and that much demand. They want to capitalise on that by saying, here, enjoy this. I've got Get some on. viewing figures, by the way. Go on, give me the viewing figures afterwards. But quickly on the other side, you could say that interest has slumped since episodes one and two, and they're trying to get people back on the bandwagon. Or there might be a completely different reason, I don't know, in terms of schedules or timings, but I'm certainly not complaining about episodes getting dumped on a more regular basis. You got anything, Richie, while I'm hunting through my messages? I I just think they're gonna. Do you know what? I think it's boxed off by Christmas, which means that the second series is in the making, and they'll want to get the second series out January onwards. Let me just see. Okay, so I've got the. Uh, you well, remember this is the live figures, so it's not the Disney Plus. This is the obviously this is a reflection of what FX are seeing. Who are the people who showcase it? on a Wednesday night, don't they, in America. So episode one had uh, 319,000 views. Um, then episode two went down to 225. Then we went to 232. Then uh, it dropped to 160,000. Then we jumped back up to 278,000. And then we dropped to the, with Hamilton to 213,000 uh, and we haven't got a figure yet for uh, at the time we haven't got figures for the uh, for the subsequent ones like you say like they're the live figures aren't they yeah so I haven't watched one live um, if we want a second season it's FX that we've obviously got to yeah you know because they're, they're the people who are, uh, who are fundamentally funding it um, although obviously Disney or Hulu will have to pay a small fee, um, but the, you know they're, they're the people who fund it by ad, ad revenue, etc. So uh, I didn't know how many people would be watching it, but yeah, those were the numbers. Be interesting to see what the subscription figures are of, say, like a Disney Plus, wouldn't it? Well, yeah, and again, this is where it gets complicated because um, you're you're really looking at how many new additions you get for the sort of around the time of release of Welcome to Wrexham, aren't you? You know, that's what, because that's yeah. what they look at is their new additions. So it would be very interesting to see. Um, but yeah, I don't know. 200,000 people are what, in America sit there at 10 o'clock at night on a Wednesday and watch a show about a fifth division football club in North Wales. It's bonkers, really. Madness. Is there an also an argument to say that the club want to have all season one episodes finished around the same time the streaming gets introduced just to piggyback on the back of that it's another theory i guess we won't yeah know. good point yeah. I don't know. yeah don't know don't know okay uh anybody else seen any other interesting news richie you've normally come in here with your secret news like oh we've got <laughs> new tickets come in and what god knows whatever else have you got any other nuggets for us today 
well, I was hoping to reveal who the two trialists were who played this afternoon. Um, but you can't, you can find out either. Seen, no, no, I've tried to ask the, I asked the main sources, but they haven't got back as yet. Um, obviously, two played one. Uh, I think trialist A played well, I think, apparently. Um, <laughs> but that's about as much as I know. Yeah, they won one nil, didn't they? So, um, yeah, uh, I, uh, didn't Kai Evans score the goal? Yeah, the free kicks are it's there on Twitter. The free oh, kick. is it? Right. Free kick. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it was a good goal, and and they that's what there was only Rory Watson who you'd call a first team player. That's right. Tony Curtis um, them didn't play. I think did Dave they? Jones. No, Dave Jones made an appearance. I think. Yeah. Uh, 89th minute he came on. So uh, just to show things up at the back, I think. Why do we think Tony Cliff and Dolby haven't played? O'Connor will assume he's injured. Um, Macalinden as well. Oh, Macalinden, yeah. So why have those three not played? And just to throw two more, Hosanna and Reese Hall Johnson. You were we were told, weren't we, last week that they were close? Yes. Or they were back in training. So strange one. Why they didn't? Why they weren't featured? I don't know. Maybe the people in front of them have got knocks. You don't know, do you? Not, no. It's a strange one why none of them played, though, isn't it? Yeah, I would have thought Dolby would have needed some minutes, to be honest. Alex, you surprised at that? Surprised Watson's the only one? And can we, given how hard Parky had to work to get this reserve team and the cost exactly. that imagine? Yeah, I mean, I might be wrong, but I thought this reserve team was for the players who or in and around the first team, but not starting. So like you say, your Dolby's, your Macalindens, et cetera, your Tunnicliffs as well. Um, and of course, they played the first reserve game, was it last week or the week before, the loss yeah. in Bolton? So again, we don't know what goes on at Wrexham Football Club behind the scenes. There could be a whole host of reasons why it was non-potential first-teamers playing against uh, Preston at Nantwich today. Um, just on a side note, I was quite surprised about how late the announcement at Nantwich um, was made because I think if fans had known sooner, maybe a few more would have got to the game. But the first I heard about it was earlier okay. today. Yeah. yeah. Where should we start? Should we go to Torquay next? Not literally to talk. We're yeah. literally going to go to Torquay, are we? Come on, we? Um, we could go to Torquay. That'd be very nice, I'm sure. So, uh, Torquay at the race course, everybody go in? Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, Torquay. Uh, let me just uh, give you some context. They're struggling at the moment, aren't they? They lie, what, uh, 20th. In the uh, in the division, they drew with Weldston and should have lost. To be honest, on uh, on Saturday, uh, Weldston were excellent. Um, they lost to Solly Hull. You would kind of expect that, I guess, wouldn't you? Uh, yeah. They beat Southend away, um, and then they've lost. Oh, they lost the next four games. They won against Halifax and drew against Oldham on the opening day. So. I mean, on paper, as, as the cliche goes, on paper, that's the side that we should be beating. But football isn't played on paper. It's not, exactly. but but I think we'll win. 
Yeah, we have to be confident. We should. The point is, we should have the ammunition to win and win comfortably. In theory, shouldn't we? Yeah, but I always feel like Torquay last cut. They're a bit of a bogey side for us, aren't they? Um, I don't think we've beaten them the last two seasons. And Gary Johnson, like I said earlier, he's he's a manager who knows how to get men behind the ball and make teams difficult to play against. And Torquay came to us last year, didn't they, when we played, well, when Ryan and Rob were there for the first time. And you could see their game plan was just to shut us up, restrict us and try and nick something. And I imagine the tactics will be exactly the same this time. Um, so I think it's going to be a tricky one. Obviously, we'll get to the predictions later, but I know they've not had the best of seasons, Torquay. Um, same last season after nearly getting promoted during the end of the COVID season. Um, they've lost a few of their better players as well. Um, I think is it Lennon Hay Evans was always a player who impressed me. Um, he's not there anymore, but they always seem to be a compact unit full of bigger players who can bully us. And I was at the Torquay away game last season in February time and they battered us. I know they only won 1-0, but they didn't give us a sniff all game. And they'll be out to do the same this time. But I think the way we're playing at the moment... At home. At home. <laughs> yeah. Especially at home, yeah. We should have too much for them. I think an early goal will certainly help. Go on, Richie. Fill me with a bit more confidence than Alex just has. <laughs> uh, I think, if I'm right, I think the last last season... We played away. I don't think Mullin played, and it was O'Connor's first game, wasn't it? I think I can't remember. Um, yeah, I'll bow down to that yeah. memory. The, yeah, I think Mullin was in his suspended Spend. streak, and then obviously the home game, the owners were there, whatever. So it'd be nice to play him with nothing on it, if that makes sense, nothing big surrounding it. Um, but again, yeah, I even think, I think, and I make this prediction, I don't think we'll lose at home all season. I think we've just got enough tools to get us out of it. And we've got to remember, Hayden hasn't started yet, is he scoring? I know yeah. he scored a couple, obviously, uh, yeah, away but... at Woking. But he hasn't... They And then goals will tot up, won't they, throughout the season from them. Um, and like you say, our midfielders haven't really con- contributed a lot re- goal-wise. But I did see a good stat today, just to keep you... Um, Palmer and Mullin have scored more goals than Man United this season. Oh yeah. So that's a good stat, little stat for you, whatever. Um I also saw one yeah, about just think... attendances. Did you see that one about Monaco? We yeah. we're averaging more than Monaco yeah. at the moment. Does that mean we've got more money than Monaco as well? Well probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tax free haven, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but I just I just like you say, I fancy us against anybody at home. Um and that even goes as far as, you know, if we have a decent cup run, I don't think nobody will want to come to the race course. Yeah. Okay, I agree. Um, so before we do the uh, scores, I, I was going to say, you know, let's look at the lineup, but kind of doesn't feel like the lineup's going to change again to me. Does anybody think he's going to pull any cats out of the bag? Has anybody? I've not again. I've not seen anything injury wise um, to say that anybody was, you know, injured from the weekend and isn't definitely going to play. So. Kind of feels like it's as you were, same eleven to me. Does uh, would anybody do anything? No, I would keep the same team. I would give Jordan Davis um, a little bit more time to to prove himself. 
and get better race course ramble scores than 4.7 um yeah, i didn't score in that that's the average <laughs> It's the old saying, don't change a winning team or don't change a, a losing team um, after the South End result. And this team has helped us to crash teams 4-0, 5-0, 4-1 in recent weeks. So I can't see Phil Parkinson making any changes. If he, The only change which could be on the cards is whether you start Lee over Davis, but I don't think he will. Richie, you change anything? I think he will. I think he will bring Lee into Davis. Oh, you think he's think think this week is the one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he's given sort of a run of games. I think Lee's now cleared of his his little niggling injury. Um, But he always, always, I don't know why, if Hosanna is anywhere near the squad fit, he he will stick him on the bench. Well, that's my worry. He brings him in. I'm, I'm hopeful that if he is near to the squad, he only puts him on the bench because uh, I think the two lads there deserve to, to carry on because um, I don't think they've done anything wrong. I, mean, I think they're our best two, as I've said previously. But uh, yeah, I think he will we'll make one change and I think Lee will come in and because we're at home as well. I just think that gives that extra uh, impetus to, to go and attack. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be against that at all. Um, but I... It, uh, I agree with you about Azana as well. I just he loves him, doesn't he? Absolutely loves him. He tries to, you know, he he was he was sort of uh, he was shifting him in at left wing back last season at points as well, just to get him in the side. And um, yeah, I just, it needs freshening up. I think I'd freshen it up personally. I don't think he will. I think uh, exactly what you've both said. I think bar one position, I think it's it's a set team. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he played Lee, but I wouldn't equally wouldn't be surprised if Davis starts. But I would, I think I would do something this week just to try and unsettle people a little bit and make sure they don't, you know, they're not on their, t- they're not resting on their laurels. But uh, like you say, you don't know what's going on in training. We don't know who's got knocks. We don't know, you know, we don't know who is carrying injuries and who isn't and what issues are going on. So it's tough, in it. It's tough when you're on the outside looking in. Um, so scores, what we're going to go for, Mr. Carter? You're you're you currently lead the way, because um, I've now started with points on our little predictions league. So, um, uh, what are you going to go for in in predictions? Why we'll go on to the who's got points and what have you in a minute. But go on, give us your score prediction for this week. Score prediction for Saturday. Um, Make it good, like the... nine all or something. Not yeah. Nine all, <laughs> six five. Um, I mean, we'll get a clean sheet. I don't think we'll run riot. I'll go for a. I'll go for a two nil win. Two nil. I'll take that, Richie. Oh God, yeah. Are we getting points for score, riot, yeah, so, and the actual score? Uh, just so, just so I'll, I go, I'll go over that in a minute. Go on, just all right. Uh, I'm going three one. Okay, that was what I was going to go for you as well. I was failed miserably with my three one prediction last week, but uh, I was going for that. Yeah, so nice and simple. Two points if they get the right sort of result, i.e. the right team winning or a draw, and then three points if you get the score right. Okay? Okay. So at the moment, me and you, Richie, have got four points, and uh, due to Alex luckily guessing that it was going to be a draw the other day, um, because I started this after Dorking. Yeah, due to Alex luckily guessing that it was going to be a draw, (laughs) 
Uh, he got an extra couple of points on us uh, on the other day, but I can feel my comeback coming. Catch me if you can. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll have you. I've seen some of your other predictions. Well, uh, yeah, I'm sure it's, you're not winning this. Um, so, uh, anybody else got anything else? Then we're going to win on. The, we're going to win before we plug the uh, the do at the turf. Um. Again, obviously, anyone heard anything? Whispers or rumours? Shirts wise, where we're at? Shirts? What do you mean by shirts? Well, are we having some more sizes in? Because uh... oh, I see what you mean in the shop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I've not heard anything. I've not heard anything other than people asking, "Can I buy a shirt, please?" So no, not heard a sausage. It just seems just that it's just not. It's not acceptable, is it really? As in some ways, it's not great. People, you know, it seems to flip, doesn't it? One thing, one one week, it's all oh, the team's not performing. It's Phil Parkinson, and then the next thing, he goes back and it's off the pitch. We're not doing this. We're not doing that. We're doing so many things right and great things, like the free ticket schemes going really well. Yeah, I've seen a, a write up from Bellevue Football Club. Yeah, and uh, but then it's just other things, isn't it? Like you say, now's the time when people are uh, from across the pond that are, are interested. The shirts yeah. should be flying out, shouldn't it? They should be flying out of that club shop every day, shouldn't it? Yeah, I get. We, I had this conversation with my other half again the other night, saying that even if you, if so, if you can't get uh, kits, and we'll we'll assume that it's the manufacturing issues that everybody keeps sort of saying. Well, everybody's got manufacturing issues. I don't understand why you've not got alternative manufacturers making t-shirts and other stuff. And if you look at the documentary. Nearly every week, there's been something that you could make a T-shirt on. You know, you got your Sean Winter one with Magnolia in week one. And, you know, I'd have a Here Comes the Money T-shirt for Paul Mullin. And, you know, there's something every week has happened that you think we could launch a new T-shirt with that on. Um, so, you know, like you, what you're saying is, is right. Somebody there should have been looking at this going, right, I've seen the documentary now. This is, you know, these. This is what we should be doing. Here's a line of T-shirts specifically around the documentary, and hats or God knows what else um, that we could do that um, that would sell, you know. And it is, it is, it does seem very naive to me for what should be, and we're told are super professional people that we've now brought in. Even if we bought a lot of blank T-shirts in three different colours and printed them ourselves, and we print 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 them as they needed. Yeah. So we're not going to lose out, are we? Because we'll always yeah. still... You can even, at the end of the season, use them T-shirts that say promotion on them or whatever. Do you know what I mean? You could have one that says welcome to Wrexham to start with, with their faces on it. Yeah. And then, like you say, all the topics you just mentioned. So I just I just don't understand that little bit about it. And apparently we've got a retail manager in there now. Well, do a bit of retail management. Yeah, it does seem naive to me. Um so we're, we're we're all going on. So are you coming? Are you doing commentary duties, Alex? Yeah. So this will be my first one. Hey. <laughs> Fine. Touch wood. I said this again. Won't get cancelled out. <laughs> as long as no one important dies or yeah. doesn't get called off, should be okay. So really looking forward to it. I'll be in the um, the press section of the Yale or the Wrexham Lager Stand, as it's called now. You got tickets, Richie? Yeah, going to go and see Kevin Russell first as well. Oh, okay. in the Mice Quinn? Yeah, in the Mice Quinn, yeah. So go and okay. see Rooster. So, uh, uh, so that'll be good. 
so I'll be in our usual season tickets in the tech end. Uh, but prior to that, I guess we should uh, we should be kind to Neil and give him a plug. So um, Neil, who supplies the uh, uh, the music, the uh, should we call it the racecourse ramble theme music? Yeah, um, we'll call it that. Um, it's performing at the Turf Marquee to start with. So from half past 12 onwards, he is going to try and live stream it, he's, uh, he, he said the other day on Twitter, I saw. Um, but depending on his signal and et cetera, that might, you know, um, that, he, that might not work. But for us, you know, we can just wander into the marquee if you want to have a pint. So people should go and do that because obviously uh, that's good for Wayne in the turf. Um, and obviously it'll be good for, for Neil and his brother who wrote the song, I'm assuming, will be there supporting. So uh, I think I'll do that first. We'll go there, have a drink or two, and then we'll make our way in. Um, whereas you'll be in the Mice Gwyn, Richie, from what time do you get there normally? About that time it would be, would it? Uh, it opens at 12. So uh, Yeah, so from then onwards. Yeah. Um, and they've got some good guests coming up there, looking at the... Uh, they put out a guest list. Uh, they've got some crackers coming up. Uh, they had Watkin and Benno last time, didn't they? Yeah, there's a couple of um, people who I've never actually heard speak to fan. Uh, Mark Jones is one, yeah. which is a bit of a surprise. I know Mark quite well as well, and that was... Uh, that one, I think that'll be interesting because he's not a he's not a public speaker, so to speak. Bit like Rob Layton, eh? Yeah, yeah. But then maybe he's like Rob Layton, like you see in the documentary behind the scenes. You know, he's a bit of a bit of a joker. Yeah, he's great. I, I thought it's a real shame we don't hear more from him. It was great. Listening, uh, yeah. I, 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 actually, that little scene with the when Lee Butler was there with with the messing around was really good. You know, him giving them all some grief was uh, it was it was really it was it was top stuff that was. It's what you want from a documentary behind the scenes, isn't it? Yeah. Right. Should we call it a day? Yeah. Everybody had enough. You can go and drink beer in your bar. Have you got Wrexham on tap in there or what? No, it's, uh, Foster's. it's a Foster's, Foster's pump, but there's nothing attached to it. Um, and there's a few beers in the fridge, but there's a, a Wrexham slate here. We've made that. That's, that's, that's smart. Oh, go That's on. quite let's good. Let's see somewhere. the slate today. Hang on, let's have a look. Is it stuck on the wall or is it just leaning no, up against the wall? It's leaning up against. You don't want to drop it, trust me. Oh, oh I saw it's coloured as well. I thought it was just going to be one of those sort yeah. of etched ones. No, coloured one. Where did that come from then? That's. Uh, I'll plug it actually. Dave Pinder, who drinks in the turf. Right. Dave does them. Uh, they're quality actually. Really good. Uh, really good value. He sells well. them then, does he? So, if people uh, want one, they can yeah, he does. Yeah, he sells them, yeah. And hunt him down. He and does Wrexham one and Wales. Wrexham and Wales ones. There ain't no horses running around the Kairos anymore. But that's been a football club here since 1864 Trying to do the town or city proud Laying under the massive floodlights of the racecourse ground Shine, you'll hear our cries. Hold our hands up as the Welsh dragon flies. We're loyal supporters. 
Back in the football league. 